Hey everyone, welcome to the Grow with Cora podcast where we interview marketers on how and why they use Cora. I'm your host, JD Prater. My guest this week is Amy Bishop. Amy just recently launched Cultivative, a performance marketing agency. And when she's not working for her client, you can find her speaking at industry events. She's writing all the time on Search Engine Land and Search Engine Journal. So we're going to be talking to her today about Cora ads and some of the ads and campaigns that she is running for her clients. Amy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Well, let's jump right into this because you are running some Cora ads for some of your clients. And so let's, I want to get some of your tips, you know, some of the things that you're doing and seeing success with, but uh, let's talk about it. You know, you're advertising on Cora. Like, what do you like so far? What do you not like? What do you, you know, what are you seeing? Yeah, good question. So I have to be um, completely honest. My favorite part is that the CPCs are so inexpensive. So um, just an ex- as an example, I was um, putting together a media plan for a client. They're B2B. They've been very successful on Facebook, but we're always looking to test new things. Our average CPCs on Facebook for this particular client are $0.22. Cents. So that's pretty cheap, even by Facebook standards. LinkedIn's recommended bids are around $8, and the floor for their bids for the particular targets that we'd like to target are $3.50. And Quora has some hyper-relevant topics and the suggested bid is three cents. So granted, um, you know, those are pretty low bids across all of those platforms. But the reason that I like to point it out is because I think that it, it is a good example of the magnitude of difference in CPCs on Quora versus other platforms. And that is just my favorite thing right now because it leaves you the ability to test so much stuff without spending too much money um, but you can test a lot of different targeting options to kind of see what's going to work for you. So that's by far my favorite thing. There's not really anything that I don't like yet. I always would prefer to have an offline editor. So I'm just saying, um, <laughs> you know, if, if your product engineers are listening, I'm just saying. But there's not really anything that I don't like at this point. That's awesome. And with the three cent CPC, that's just like absolutely ridiculous because you know, a lot of other platforms, you can't even bid that low to even get that. But I'm guessing you must be like the only person bidding on those topics so that you must be like first to market as well. Possibly. And that's one of the other things that I like about Quora right now is there's just, there's probably not the saturation yet that you get in other platforms. So this is your chance to get ahead because it, it will come. Um, But you can get in now, see what's going to work for you, test it out, bulletproof your strategy before your competitors are even on Quora yet. Nice. I like that one too. So a uh, question for you around, since you're an agency, you know, you're an owner and you're having to like fulfill this work, right? So if you're pitching Quora ads, that means you have to go and do this work as well. So like yeah. why and how are you pitching Quora to your clients? Good question. So I pitch Cora as a platform that has room to scale while still being relatively inexpensive. So in my opinion, like I just said, it's, it's a great time to get into Cora because it's not exactly new, but you still have the opportunity to be a semi-early adopter and you have that luxury of inexpensive bids while you test to see what's going to work. That's a great way to one, build rapport with clients to bring new opportunities to the table to them that they can test out, but also to improve performance because a lot of clients, especially clients that are looking for a lot of scale, are probably bidding in some really competitive markets. 
Because if you're pushing hard in Google or you're pushing hard in Facebook, you're inevitably going to start pushing into higher CPCs, higher CPLs, lower return on ad spend at some point, right? You hit that point of diminishing returns at some point. And so anytime you can start to opt into a new platform and potentially bring down cost efficiency while finding more room to scale and grow is a huge benefit. So not only does it look good because you're bringing these new opportunities to the table, but it's also helping performance, which is the most important thing. And that can also help you to make, help to make you look good. Typically when I bring um, Cora to a client, it is when the client is a little bit more open to testing new things. And especially if they're looking for either more efficiency or more scale, there will always be a few clients that are not as open to testing new things. So I typically don't pitch it to them first as sort of the early adopters. The hardest client to pitch is the first client that you pitch because you have case studies and data from the platform, but they're not your case studies and data. You don't have anecdotal data yet to kind of pull from. And I'm always much more comfortable sharing kind of my own general anecdotal data versus what somebody else saw because there can be so many different differences that you can't account for when you're sharing that data to try to pitch something. Um, but if you have a few clients that are open to testing, speaking to them first, getting them into the platform, and then having that data that you can share with other clients can help you to bring in clients that maybe even are not early adopters or might be more hesitant about testing, but because you have this other data and these other use cases that have kind of proven um, the success of the platform, it makes it a little bit easier to pull them in as well. Gotcha. One of the things I wanted to call out too. So yes, Amy is seeing three cent CPCs. It doesn't mean that you will. <laughs> but. Yes. Yeah. And to be fair, um, using that example, you know, three cent CPCs and that client is seeing 22 cent CPCs on Facebook. That's really low for Facebook too. And the floor on LinkedIn is 350, which is low for LinkedIn as well. So all of those bids across the, like across the board, those are all really low for the specific audiences that they're targeting. But what I think it illustrates is just the, the big difference in the CPCs. But just know that absolutely for other clients, we're seeing higher CPCs on Quora, but still much lower than what we're seeing on other platforms. So whenever you're, you're like pitching the clients, I think something I just kind of want to like say back to you, make sure I'm hearing it correctly. Like you're really going to even your early adopter of clients. So I think you yourself are an early adopter to come on to Cora, experiment with Cora, but then also you're trying to find people like you, like in the, yeah. you know, your, your counterpart, as far as in the client of saying, you know what, this person is not only a good fit, like their business and what they're looking for, but also they themselves are open to it. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. And then I'm typically just doing as much research as I can to try to see what targeting options are going to be the best fit for them. And then getting the estimates around impression volume and estimated CPCs or CPMs, depending on what they're interested in looking at and doing as much of that digging as I can. So I'm not going in with no data, but getting as much of that information as I can. And then typically ironing out kind of a test budget where we know we may not get a return on this budget, but it's still worth it to test it. But starting with those early adopters makes them just a little bit more amenable to the idea of testing. Um, but for sure, still doing some backup research when I um, even begin those conversations with them. 
That's a really good tip too, is like the actual like research phase. I feel like a lot of, uh, a lot of marketers are like shiny object. Let's run to that without really having that research to really help make that pitch really stick for you. Yeah. So when you're building out those media budgets and you're doing that research, do you have any like specific tips or things that you're kind of looking for on Cora? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I've found in talking with clients is their kind of first hesitation is like, they know what Quora is, but they're not really sure how that fits with them. They don't really know kind of like what their options are as far as targeting. So the first step is just showing them all of the targeting options that are relevant to them and being able to show them like, hey, these specific topics exist or these specific questions exist. Or even like, hey, people are asking questions about your competitors. This is a great place to put an ad and say, hey, consider this solution instead. And so just showing them all of these hyper relevant targeting options, and then being able to show them that even though those are hyper relevant, they're still relatively inexpensive as well, is a great way to get buy-in. Because typically it's, it's not necessarily that people are completely opposed to trying a new platform. It's just that they want to know how relevant it is to their business and whether or not their prospects are really using that platform. And to be able to show some of those questions and topics and interests, you can say, hey, these are exactly the people that we're trying to target and here are options for reaching out to them, which kind of opens that conversation and they're much more open to talking about it. That's pretty cool. And whenever you're hearing back from clients, I know from my previous agency experience, a lot of bud, uh, budgets were divided up into like search, social, display, <laughs> programmatic. You know, whenever you're thinking through that, do, do clients have that question for you? Or do you, do you think of Cora as one of those buckets? Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, if I had to put it into just one, I think I would put it into social just because I would say that it's a very conversational platform um, and it's a push channel, not a pull channel. So that I think it's like social in that way. However, I would say that the results that I see are very similar to search in that typically the CPLs that I've seen have been pretty similar to what we see in search. And as far as question targeting, that's almost like search because it is a query. But at the same time, if I had to put it in just one, I would, I think that I would put it into social, but there are definitely different targeting options within Quora that I think could potentially align into different buckets. But as far as like internal budgets or client budgets, if there are different teams that manage different budgets, whoever I'm working with, if I'm not working with all of the teams, I'm still going to try to get them to include it in their budget. So if I'm working with the search team and I'm not working on with the social team on a particular client, I'm still going to try to get the search team to test it out if the social <laughs> team's not already testing it. So great answer. Hopefully, hopefully they won't listen to this. <laughs> no, I, I think I am in agreement with you as well, because uh, for those out there that haven't experimented with Quora ads, like we really do have that contextual targeting, which is going to feel very much like search, but we also have that behavioral targeting, which is going to feel very much like social. And I right. think people feel those two, but then the ads kind of surface like a display ad, you know, and so yeah. <laughs> we've heard from all different types of advertisers, but I think your answer is pretty spot on as well, even how I think about it myself, but yeah, um, a really good one. Whenever you're going with your clients, you said that some of them, you know, they're not quite familiar with core and that's completely understandable. You hear this quite a bit too, but are any of them also like writing uh, on Cora? Because 
whenever you're like, Hey, check out this really great question. Let's run an ad on it. You could also like go answer the organic side of it. And I just want to know if you had any experience troubleshooting hiccups, road bumps with those. A few of my clients are, a few of them aren't. And so I think it typically just kind of comes down to bandwidth. I definitely recommend it as something that clients should do because then it also opens up your options for what you can use as ads. So for instance, you could promote answers if you're out there answering questions as well. But also just because I think that it helps to have a presence on the platform because then when people see their see your ad, they also have seen your organic presence. Plus just, it just makes sense from a content strategy in my opinion. But some of my clients are, some of them aren't. Being on the platform helps in the sense that I kind of have a familiarity with the way that people answer questions. So it's a very social platform and it's a social platform that's different from other forums or communities that you might participate in because every forum or community kind of has their own culture, I would say. And so being familiar with whatever platform that you're advertising on, and if it is a social platform and understanding the way that people typically use the platform and the way that people respond to answers I think that that helps for identifying targeting options, but also for writing ads that will reach the people that you're trying to reach. So I think there's a big benefit in at least using the organic side of it. I don't know if people call it the organic side of it, but as a paid marketer, that's how I refer to it. But I think there's benefit to using that side of the platform as well and just being really familiar with the platform. Um, I mean, we all are with Facebook, right? You use Facebook and then you're kind of familiar with it enough to kind of be able to that when you go to run ads on it, you understand that you understand the context that your ad will be shown in. So you understand what you need to stand out from, but also probably to some extent, the type of language that you need to use on Facebook and Quora is no different in that way. Yeah. A hundred percent agree with you there. And I think that's something that we even see internally is that advertisers that are also answering questions themselves or at least understand how core is organized or organically or you know they're they're participating are always better advertisers. They 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 just get it. They understand the targeting. They're writing better ad copy that it's aligning with better intent in the funnel. And so I think all those kind of play together. And Amy, you're you're no slouch. You have a hundred and eighty two answers. That's that's pretty good. Over a long time. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I, I fall down the rabbit hole when I start answering Quora questions because I, I really enjoy answering Quora questions. And so typically if I go answer one, I wind up answering three or four more just in that one sitting because I just like doing it. And then I realize that I've just spent a lot of time on Quora. <laughs> I, I'm with you. I, I, I end up like reading these like answers that are just phenomenal. But um, anyway, anyway, back to you, back to you. So whenever we're seeing you're running some clients, like talk to me about the results, maybe some of the like success. You don't have to go into like very specifics, but you know, like you're still running. How have the results been? And what have, what have clients ultimately thought about it after you show them that like monthly report? Yeah, we are. We're seeing a good cost per lead. Um, our cost per lead is typically in line with what we're seeing on search and for the clients that I'm using it for their search cost per lead is among the lowest. So it's right in line there. We get a lot of impressions. I would say our click-through rate is more similar to a display click-through rate of what, you know, what I would tell advertisers to expect. But that's not necessarily a bad thing because I like to think that we get a lot of exposure. But then also I've noticed that for the clients that are using it, their branded search is doing really, really well. And I think that part of that is probably attributed to 
some of the view throughs that we're not necessarily tracking, but monitoring that impact outside of what's just happening in the platform is, has been valuable too. We're not necessarily in a place right now where we can quantify that, but I do think that there is kind of a ripple effect of all of that exposure and they've been really happy with what we're seeing on the platform. So I'm actually in the process of onboarding a couple more clients. So pretty excited to see how they do. Very cool. Always music to my ears when I hear more clients coming on. So that's really cool. Um, whenever you're thinking through the core product, so you said how much you like it, not really a lot of like dislikes. So, uh, but I want to focus on this one. If you could like wave a magic wand and something could appear within the ads manager or core was going to build something in like, let's say in, in the next month, like what would you want to see core build? Good question. Um, this is a fun one. So I ha- I have actually a couple ones. Oh, let's um, hear them. The one first one would be an offline editor because I mean, it would just be awesome to have. The second one would be more reporting because I think we all are coming from, a lot of us are coming from a paid search background where we want to have as much control as we can. So when we launched one of my clients, we put several um, interests into one ad group, which was something that we did to try to get as much data and results as we could um, as quickly as possible. So breaking those out will probably be our next step as a test to see how they perform broken out versus together. But I wish that having them together, I wish that we could report on performance for each of those um, that are in that ad group, but we can't unless we break them out into their own separate ad groups. I also wish there was a tool that would just give like well-rounded suggestions for targeting. This is like a dream tool for any platform and it doesn't exist anywhere as far as I know. But so right now, like when you go in to add your topics or your your interests, you can um, put in one specific general phrase or topic that you know exists, and it'll give you a bunch of different ideas, which is awesome. And I just wish that there was a tool that you could do some of that targeting research with before you actually went in and started manually setting up the account to get that information. But what would be even more awesome is if you didn't necessarily have to pick topics or interests or keywords, but you just kind of put in a theme and it, it spit out all of these different targeting options for you as different ideas that you could go after. And that would make putting together the plan for pitching it to a client so much easier. But I think it would also potentially give advertisers, instead of just like starting with one campaign type, then it would give them all of these ideas to kind of start with all of these different campaign types and test into what works, what works best. And then last but not least, I just, I wish you could combine targeting. So kind of like layering, for instance, like topics and keywords would be really helpful. All right. I will take all of this amazing magic wand (laughs) request back to the product team uh, right after we get done recording this. But no, I think those are all like really good things. And I think a lot of those we have heard and hopefully maybe someday we'll get on the roadmap as well as we're kind of building out the ads platform. So really good stuff there. I really like that one. Yeah. Well, we are wrapping up every single episode with this one question. And it's, what's one thing that marketers can do today to be successful on Quora tomorrow? So my answer is to just get started, get your hands dirty. It's really pretty easy to start small. Uh, You can take a little bit of budget. You can start playing around with different targeting options. I will say that the targeting options that I thought would be the most successful weren't always in every case. So try to go in with an open mind without preconceived notions because this isn't the Google Display Network. It's not Facebook. 
So test around and see what's going to work for you on Quora because it might be different. And I would say instead of just testing one campaign type, um, one targeting type, I would suggest testing multiple to see what's going to work for you because different clients have seen scale and different things and also variation in just cost per lead across different targeting options. So I think the best thing that you can do is test and test early, get in before your competitors do. Really good stuff. Much appreciated, Amy. Uh, Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right, everyone. This is uh, our conversation today with Amy Bishop. You can uh, find her at cultivativemarketing.com and they are a performance marketing agency. So go check her out and make sure you give her a follow on Cora as well so you can read all of her amazing answers. Thank you everyone for listening to today's episode. If you liked it, share it with a friend and uh, make sure you give us a good review at the same time. Amy shared some really good stuff. Give us that five stars in the iTunes store. In the meantime, you can head on over to Cora.com slash business to get started running some Cora ads today. We'll see you guys next week.